Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I've decided that I want Barry Tui's life when I come back. I've decided that that's what I'm going to do. Poor old Baz, he was out mowing and uh, lost track of time. My God, life's tough in retirement, my friend. Sorry, Trace. I was actually whiffer snippering, so that's why I didn't... Uh, and I had the phone in my pocket, but I still didn't hear it or feel it. And, I, and you're right, I did lose track of time. You lose track of time when you're semi-retired, I can tell you. You do, do you? It is true. Um, well, you do. Sometimes you don't know what day it is, and then you've got no idea about the time. So, anyway. <laughs> you, you, you know that uh, you know it's a slippery slope from here, don't you? Maybe you yeah, should go back well. to work. I'm doing a little bit, but anyway. You are. There we go. You are. Now, listen, thank you once again for your time. You and I almost had a perfect round, if not for those bloody Parramatta eels. We would have picked the perfect round. Yes. Wow. And that was one game that I was pretty confident about. (laughs) I'm with you there. I'm with you. I I thought Uh, we were pretty uh, pretty lucky on that one. Man, what's going on with our Newcastle Knights, Barry? Um, (laughs) I wish I knew. I think I wish... I'm sure the coaches wish they knew. The players probably wish they knew too. Look, they're just um, well. They're going from bad to worse. I thought I thought the Penrith performance was as bad as they played this year, and that and that might sound a bit strange, but I just thought that um, I just didn't think there was any defensive effort, um, particularly getting off their line and and um, trying to put pressure on the, the playmakers from Penrith. That just didn't happen from the opening whistle. Mm. That didn't happen. And and I think I might have tweeted at halftime that it you know it looked like a training run for Penrith. And that's what it did look like, which was embarrassing for Newcastle. And, and to see those Penrith young blokes laughing and carrying on, you know, before halftime, before the halftime siren went, like they were just out there having a bit of a picnic and a training run, I thought that was embarrassing for the club, to be honest. Um, it really you know, was. Yeah, that was. There's been some. There's been some poor performances over the years, but uh, there's been a lot of games where the Knights have have been belted. But at least they've had a little bit of a crack. But I just thought in defence um, that the the want, you know, the desire to get up in the faces of Penrith, and that's the only way you beat Penrith. Mm. The only way you beat. You've got to be in their faces. Put them under pressure. Mm. You've got to put them under pressure and and make them make mistakes and from the opening whistle Newcastle didn't do that unfortunately and and um they paid a pretty hefty price and dug dug the hole a little bit deeper Barry when you have a look at the score lines you know at the moment we're looking at we've had 197 points scored against us in five consecutive home games that's basketball scores 197 points and we haven't scored many either 28 um, 28. So there you go. That's 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 a belting in half. And, and I reckon if you look back through the history, even in the the dark days of you know 2016, where they hardly won a game, and and some of those early early years where the Knights struggled, they never consistently performed as poorly at home as what they have done in the last, as you say, last five home games. Admittedly, they've been against the the best clubs. Now I don't dispute that there's a there's a yawning gap at the moment between the top teams and, and the bottom teams, but that's still no excuse to um, to have 40 points put on you and not be competitive and not even look like being competitive, which the Knights never looked like being competitive last week, which was which was really disappointing. And, and disappointing in particular for the fans. You know, 21,000 were there again on Sunday. Mm. Um, you, you wonder how much more, you know, you wonder how much a person can get beaten around the head before he says, "Okay," he puts his hands up and says, "That's enough, enough." 
Yeah. Um, from a fan's perspective, and that's what it's felt like the last, you know, five home games. I didn't even, um, I couldn't even be bothered on the weekend, which uh, for me is is not normal. As as you know, I'm a you know I'm a very loyal Newcastle Knights fan. I've you know I've been through the dark days. Uh, you know I've, I've been there through the whole thing, and uh, I just had no interest in going on the weekend. Yeah, well, I was still away, so I oh, watched yeah. it on TV. I, <laughs> I watched it on TV as well, and um, yeah, look, I, I, I felt for um, I felt for the fans that were there. There's been a few few times this year that where you you know where you've feel for the fans. I've been there a few times where mm. I've felt like walking out. I actually walked out early in the game earlier this season. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's not good. And, and look, um, I, I don't know where the Knights go from there. I, I, they've got Canberra this week in Canberra. The Raiders are, are um, certainly a lot tougher proposition than they were you know, earlier in the season when they were really struggling as well. They've come out of that, um, won a few games. Oh, they got beat last week, but they won a few games in a row. And um, put put a few decent performances together. They got some informed players, and and the Knights, if they if they turn up in the same frame of mind that they turned up at home last week, then they'll get beaten by the Raiders, and they'll get beaten pretty easily down there as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of reaction we get. And it's just disgraceful. I'm looking at our for and against at the moment. We're minus 176. We are the worst for and against. In the competition, the Raiders are sitting at uh, at minus forty one. You know, it's just it's horrendous when you look at that. We've got a worse before a <laughs> um, record. It's worse differential. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. It, we're worse than the Bulldogs, the Titans, and the Warriors, and the West Tigers. Well, that's what happens when you get beaten by forty at home five weeks in a row. It's or thirty it's, at home by five weeks in a row. That's 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 what happens. And and. Um, and that's why it's pretty frustrating for the fans because um, you're not even in the contest. No, we're not. So that leads me obviously to the question that, you know, we've been skirting around it for a couple of weeks now, but uh, the West Tigers have new coaching staff, the Warriors, the Bulldogs, the Titans are obviously starting to ask questions. Where do we sit with Adam O'Brien? I know that he had Andrew Johns there yesterday. He was, uh, he was running a lot of the training, uh, the training yesterday. Where do we go to from here? I mean, surely when you've got your coach saying that it's embarrassing to walk down the street, um, that you've got your coach blaming 20 years of DNA, what the hell's going on? <laughs> well, look, I, I think there's a, there's a certain level of, of truth in that, to be honest. Um, but it's up to the coach to change that. Mm, he's the man um, there. He's the man who has to change that. And if he can't, if he can't change it, two things happen. Either they get rid of the coach generally, or they get rid of the players. Now, look, they're not going to get rid of the coach, and and I, I'm 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 a fan to a degree of of um, Adam O'Brien. I think he's um, I think he's the right man for the job, but he's not. It's not showing in performances, which tends me to think that they've got to um, get rid of some players and get some players in that can change that um, perception and change change that whatever it is, the DNA that he talks about. Um, that has to happen, Trace. Otherwise, you know, we've, we've made one... We, we've made... We've been a genuine... Well, I wouldn't even say a genuine title threat because back in 2013 when Bennett was here, I think they rode the wave of Danny Badiris's, um final season and they made the preliminary final and got belted by the Roosters mm. after, fini- after finishing seventh. So they won two games in the final series, which sort of... You know, made made that season look pretty good. But other than that, and and look, we've limped into the finals the last couple of years, um, which has been a change. And that's where the coach 
that's where Adam O'Brien's got some brownie points. I mean, he did lead the team to the finals two years in a row, which hadn't happened in 18 years. So I think, and, and generally speaking, Trace, I think coach uh, clubs tend to uh, react big time these days and get rid of coaches mm. possibly a little bit earlier than they should. Look at Brad Arthur if, if um, you know, if they'd have pulled the trigger on Brad Arthur a couple of years ago, and then that's not to say that um, Parramatta are, are going to do anything sensational this year either, but they are the only team that's beaten Penrith and Melbourne, um, so they, have, they are capable of, of winning big games, um, but, you know, fans were calling for Brad Arthur's head, you know, last year, the year before, last year before that. Um, so I just think you've, you've got to stick solid a little bit, but but, but you can't have performances like we had last week and the last five home games, and, and you just can't. That just can't continue because the pressure becomes too great. And how can the that. how can the only person to be held responsible for that be Lachlan Fitzgibbon? Well, that's another that's another thing, and, and it's probably something I'll be writing about in the column on Saturday. Actually, is, is the fact that um, God, I'm good, aren't I? <laughs> Is the fact that um, you know you, you you probably tend to want to make some changes when you've only won two games in the last ten or eleven or whatever it is, um, and I guess it, it's a sign that that the coach hasn't got too much faith in what's below him. But sometimes you've got to um, bite the bullet and and uh, and hope that if you give a guy that may or may not be showing plenty in reserve grade, uh, you got to give him a crack and see what happens. Um, because at the moment, it's same old. Be any worse? Well, it's the same old, same old, mm. and 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 they and they can't be any worse than what the the current crop are producing. So, you know, I, I think um, I can see why Lockie Fitzgibbon um, was made a, well, not made a scapegoat, but I can see why he was dropped. But uh, a few other players can be pretty fortunate that they didn't follow him as well. Yeah, very, very. Are you hearing that Adam Clune's going to start? Yeah, the coach made those um, noises yesterday that um, he'll be the halfback. So I'm presuming if he gets through um, a couple of... They've got a big session today and a, and a captain's run tomorrow. What day, hang on, what day is it today? Thursday. Um, now you've lost track of the days as well. Yeah, I know. It's terrible, isn't it? They've, <laughs> actually, they've probably got the day off today and they've got, um, they'll have a big session on Friday and then the captain's run on Saturday. They play Sunday, so... If he gets through, um, well, he had yesterday's session as well. If he gets through those three sessions unscathed and, and looks sharp enough, then I'm, I'm thinking that um, he may come in for Clifford at halfback. We'll have to wait and see that. We will, and it'll all, uh, it'll all come down to uh, to Sunday. Right, uh, let's fly through now that we've uh, we've wasted all that time on trying to fix the Knights and we've uh, absolutely <laughs> not fixed it in nothing. any way, shape or form. Let's no. just hope Andrew Johns does better than what uh, what you and I have done. We get underway tonight. It's the Dragons and the Rabbitohs. Uh, surely it's got to be a Rabbitohs win? Yeah, I've tipped um, the Rabbitohs. Are you, the Dragons, are, you know, they're one of those teams. And mm. look, I'm not sold completely on the Rabbitohs either, but I, I think the, the Dragons are one of those sides that um, a bit like Newcastle they're in that sort of category at the moment maybe not quite as bad but I don't think they've got the uh, ammunition to worry South put it that way No not at all not at all and uh, the only change is uh, obviously Tarek Sims is is, uh, is coming into the side but other than that yeah there's nothing that excites me about the Dragons this week We've then got the Cowboys and the Sea Eagles man my top four for the Sea Eagles is well and truly out the window isn't it? <laughs> well you, yeah I went early, I mean, Baz. I, I went early. I did, yeah, you did. I didn't have them in my top four, put it that way. But um, 
<laughs> look, um, w- w- what can you say about the Cowboys? They've been, um, oh, you know, been outstanding. Yeah, very impressive. They had four players out um, last week or the week before last and, st- and still won. And they're just um, going from strength to strength, playing with a lot of confidence. Defensively, they're outstanding. And, and they're one of the best teams to watch in the comp as well. So I think um, it's manly at manly, so that's always tough. Uh, obviously, Cherry Evans will be back for them, but um, I've tipped the Cowboys, and on form, it's hard hard not to tip the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. There'll be a great game if we get the right Broncos side show up. The Storm and the Broncos, uh, Friday night. I've gone the Storm, but it, uh, if we do get a decent Broncos side, it could be interesting, but uh, I can't see yeah. the Storm getting beaten at home. Yeah, well, there's no Adam Reynolds for the Broncos, mm. which will be a, a, which big, is loss. a big loss. Mm. Um, and obviously Ryan Pappenhausen, who was due to come back this week, um, he won't be there because he's got COVID. So, um, yeah, disappointing disappointing for him, disappointing for, for New South Wales in that respect mm. too, probably. But, um, yeah, I've tipped, I've tipped Melbourne, but not with any amount of confidence because, like you say, the Broncos have been going well. They've won a whole heap in a row and, and playing well and playing at home. Blokes like Carrigan and, and those sort of guys have been outstanding. So... It'll be a good game, a really good game. It will be, yeah, it'll be a great one. The Sharks and the Titans on Saturday. Uh, I'm going the Sharks. I'm not going near the Titans anymore this season, I've decided. (laughs) Well, I jumped off the Titans a while ago. I know you did. And then I went back on. The first four weeks. Yeah, not good. Haven't been back on since, and I'm not going to get on them this week. I don't blame you. The Warriors and the Panthers. Surely the Panthers have got to get this one. Yeah, the Panthers will win easy. Um, the Eels and the Roosters. I This is really a quandary game for me. Um, I'm thinking the Roosters, but, oh, look, I, I really uh, I really don't know. I'm, it really is a quandary one for me. Well, when are you going to make your mind up? At, at half-time mm. or three-quarters of the way through the second half? Or when do you decide, when do you tell me who you're tipping? Okay, I'm going, I'm going the Eels. I'm going the Eels. Okay, with well, with you, no confidence whatsoever. Oh, I have two. Oh, sorry. All right, I've tipped the Eels. Um, I just think they'll they'll bounce back. I, I don't know what happened last week. The, the Eels are a bit of a side like that. They they tend to um, can, can tend to play poorly against the, the lesser teams um, and get up for the big games. And and uh, I, I'm not confident at all in tipping the Eels. They're at home. I think that's an advantage for them. But um, you know, the Roosters have, have played well for a while, so uh, it'll be a tough one. It, it was a toss of the coin for me, and, and I probably went for the Eels, maybe because I think they'll be a, you know, they'll they'll react to what happened last week, but also mainly because of the home ground advantage. Yep. Uh, I think we've both, uh, we're both taking the Raiders over the Knights. I don't think that even needs a question. And the uh, other one that I really, um, I really truly did a, a toss of the coin over, the Bulldogs and the West Tigers. I've only just gone the Bulldogs. I have no idea why. Um, I haven't picked them all season, obviously, like most people. Um, but, yeah, look, this could go anyway. It really could. Yeah, well, I've, for the same reasons that you've picked them, which we don't know why, um, I've picked the Bulldogs as well. Um, on the strength of, you know, a bit of confidence, a bit of freedom. Mick Potter's obviously given them a little bit mm. of freedom to, to play how they want to play and, and maybe play with um, a bit of gay abandon, if you want to call it that, mm. um, and throw the ball around. And and the Tigers, well, uh, I don't know what to make of the Tigers, to be honest. Mm. Um, and look, they're the sort of team that can to, could, could win this game. Um, and it might be a flash in the pan for the Bulldogs, but on the strength of recent, well, last week's form, basically, I've tipped, I've tipped the Bulldogs to go to win again. 
Well, fingers crossed we might get a, a full round, but uh, somehow I doubt it, mate. I've got no no doubt that at the at the moment there is no form. It's all over the place, and especially those bottom five. You don't know what team's going to show up. You don't know how they're going to play. And when uh, when Parramatta get beaten by the Bulldogs, I've got flogged. no confidence. Yeah, flogged. I've got no confidence whatsoever. No, well, it makes it hard to tip, doesn't mm, it? Just when, to... uh, those sorts of things happen at this stage of the season. But anyway, you, you, you go for one and hope for the best. Absolutely. You can go back to your whippersniffering. Thanks, Trace. I appreciate that. Thanks, mate. I'll catch up with you soon. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That is Barry Tui, and uh, I'd love to know what you're thinking with your tips this weekend because uh, I reckon I've got Buckley's of getting, uh, getting the round this week. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.